1: Many people look at others and feel the grass is always greener, that things are hopeless and will never change. These are the kinds of feelings that rob you of your self-esteem, that leave you in emotional turmoil, whether it's feeling stuck in relationships, career, parenting, or finances. Awareness of that void is the first step in your journey to heal your shit. Tune in now as your host, Marnie, takes your hand and helps you begin the shift toward healing body, mind, and spirit. Here is your host, Marnie.
2: Good morning and happy, happy, happy Tuesday. I'm so excited to be back with you and I am super excited about today's show. I can't even tell you. Well, I'm going to tell you. Years ago, I experienced life-changing and the healing power of this ancient and beautiful practice of sweat lodges really, really changed my life and it was an amazing experience And that experience stirred my desire to learn and experience so much more of the wisdom and healing through rituals handed down uh, so many moons ago from so many cultures. So I'm really excited because my guest today, Robbie Warren, a shaman and modern medicine woman, well, for her, sweat lodges are one spoke of her incredible medicine wheel so I'm really excited for our journey today. Welcome, Robbie, to the
3: show. Thanks, Marnie. Hey, it's good to be here. I'm I'm
2: super excited. So well, I want to start out by you know there may be people listening um, who have no idea about what a who what a shaman is, what a shaman does. Modern medicine woman, can you kind of share a little bit about that so that the people out there could understand what we're talking about
3: sure well I'll do my best to distill it down a little bit because you know we've only got an hour right (laughs) And if I I spend an hour on the first on the first question then (laughs) we're in trouble Um, you know shamanism is um, I refer to it the the term shaman is a big umbrella term that encompasses so many different practices Um, But in a nutshell, um, a shaman or a medicine person um, is someone who connects in with the spirits, with the other dimensions, the other worlds, and, you know, receives um, messages, teachings, understandings for individuals, for groups, for the planet. Um, And basically, um, you know, at its simplest, the word shaman really means one who walks in both worlds. So um, in, as a medicine person, as a, as a shaman, I recognize that there are many dimensions, you know, and the ancient ones called them worlds, many worlds. And so, um, yeah, so I work within those. And for me, there is very little difference between this dimension, this reality that we, you know, humans live in, and the dimension that the spirits, the spirit guides, the teachers, all of those, um, you know, from the other... Um, from the other side, quote unquote, uh, where they live, you know, it is the same. So I'm um, thinning that veil and understanding and connecting to bring back healing information. Um, messages is, in a nutshell, what I do.
2: So if somebody came to see you and they had a whatever issue going on, what would be <laughs> what would their experience be like?
3: Well, in private sessions, when I sit with people privately, um, you know, there is this general overall um, thing that happens, and then it gets very, very individual. So first of all, um, you know, when I sit with someone, I ask permission. You know, I, I don't ever work with their spirit guides or, you know, these energies in the other dimensions about them or for them without their permission. So that's the first thing that happens. And sometimes, I guess, it's implied permission if somebody makes an appointment with me. You know, you kind of know you're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff if you come sit with me. But um, So, really, it becomes, you know, a three-way conversation with the person that I'm sitting with, their spirit guides, they share with me what their issue is, what may be happening, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, um, mental, whatever their issues are, we start to talk about it. And very very quickly um, the spirits their spirit guides get involved in the conversation they um, they sometimes um, push me to ask questions that I wouldn't that I wouldn't normally ask you know sometimes the spirit guides push me to be quite a bit bolder than I
2: am <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I, I, I get that because that's like, like you get gutsy much gutsier yeah, than you would be normally <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah well and sometimes I have to say okay this is them and not me <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because, you know, our guides, our spirit guides can be quite um, to the point, you know, and it's really beautiful. But as that process goes, you know, those aha moments begin to unfold and the connections are made and, um, you know, people who are sitting with me can see different perspectives. And then once we move into that space, then if there are ceremonies or healing work or Anything that needs to be cleared, you know, any physical work that needs to be done. I say physical. It's physical and energetic. Right. Um, then I'm guided, you know, on what to do. And, again, always with permission. I always ask permission. Not everybody wants to be healed <laughs> or is ready, you it's know, ready. and that's okay, too. That's part of the process. So, so now, you know, every, every single session is different. But they all do start the same in the beginning with the conversation.
2: Now, I know... Um when I'm working with someone, many times I, most of the time, I can see here down the road as to where this is going.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but often they're not. Not everyone's ready for that. Rip the bandaid right off, and so so there's kind of a, a discernment of holding back. Do you find that with um, with the guides that you're hearing that they'll say, you know, this is where we're going, but but don't do it all today.
3: Um, you know for me it, it is a little bit different um, I am NOT by any means what what I would consider psychic or receiving information forward very much my work is in the moment what mm-hmm. needs to happen now what needs to be worked on and focused on now and right. where it leads in the future um, y- you know I'm not always open to what I always understand is that at any given moment any anytime we are always at choice so right. no matter what happens or what is uh, you know unfolded when i'm sitting in a private session with someone mm-hmm. you know it is always so clear that at any moment they can make a different choice so i oh, don't sure. see those what i would call like psychic pathways i mm-hmm. see what's in the moment and and what needs to be focused on and worked on in the moment. And that may clear up for different things to happen, for different things to open up in someone's life. And again, yeah. they're always at choice at, at what that is and and what that looks like. So, um, oh yeah, well,
2: absolutely, because yeah. somebody can can say, "Hey, I'm I'm doing this," and and you're right. on the path for X, and then you they leave me or you or or whoever, sure. and they make a different choice, and that everything changes.
3: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it it is. For me, the work is much more focused in the moment. I find that the spirit guides are are, are very in the now, so to speak.
2: <laughs> in the now. Oh, I like in that. Now. In the now. Yeah, in the, in the now. Yeah. And, and share some of the other pieces besides the private sessions, because I know I met Robbie through um, journeying, shamanic mm-hmm. journeying, which was amazing. That was another, that's mm-hmm. more of my, I need more, I need more of this.
3: (laughs) Right. Well, um, the shamanic journey is a, um, it is a, it is a, um, the base uh, shamanic practice that we use. And when we step into this to learn, when we, you know, when we find our teacher, um, it is really one of the first things that we're taught is how to connect physically, how to connect into the other worlds and, and, When we go on a shamanic journey, we really do leave. We travel. That's why it's called a journey. So a medicine person or a shaman would journey into what we call non-ordinary reality or the other dimensions to meet the spirit guides, to meet the animal guides, um, to bring back information. So in its simplest form, it is one-on-one work. You know, a shaman would journey for someone to bring Mm -hmm. back that information um more and more we're we're kind of working at super hyper speed now in this day and age and so what I find is that so many people are tapped in that they don't need me to be the intermediary on a journey mm-hmm. but I can lead them and guide them even in a group setting to do their own journey um, and it's really powerful but what I do find where where um once I lead a group through the journey or lead people through a journey on their own, my role really comes in and helping them understand what they experienced, you know, helping them understand what happens in non-ordinary reality, how to move in and out of it, what the message might be, you know, what the information, what the clarity is. And it's so beautiful because there's always this big aha moment, you know, with somebody who has done a shamanic journey, who has gone on a journey and comes back. And they may not have clarity on what the animals or which animals showed up or which spirit God showed up, but as soon as I start helping them to um, understand the meanings of what they saw, uh, those aha moments, and it clicks in, and it's such beautiful, beautiful messages and clarity that come.
2: It creates, I notice, too, such a shift sometimes in people, like from when they start, before they came in and started the journey to when they leave.
3: Absolutely. You know, and that really is what it's all about, is helping people step into their own shift, so to speak, yeah. you know, to step into that, moving from one place to another. Um, you know, it, in the shamanic world, in the medicine world, we work so much in metaphor. So even the the name of that shamanic journey is a metaphor. You know, physically, your body stays, you know, where you are, but you journey into another world. Um, mm-hmm. Your spirit journeys into another world um, to gain that information. So, the information that comes sometime is also in metaphor. You know the animal guides you have to understand and know what the medicine is the quote unquote medicine of each animal to understand mm-hmm. the message that 's coming so that 's where I come in you know is to help interpret that and understand it so
2: let let's share with with some of the listeners like um, some information about some of the animals i'll I'll share a little bit i I get a lot, lately, a lot of the wolf. Um, so what would that, I know what it means for me as I'm taking it in, but what would that mean in the medicine world well, if, the, medicine, if you journeyed and, and came across a wolf?
3: Sure, and there's so many aspects to it, but you know, just from the start, um, wolf medicine is about the teacher. So um, the questions that I would ask someone who has been on a journey is, how did the wolf show up? Was it, did it scare you? Did it, did it bring fear? Um, did it bring joy? Were you riding on its back? Were you running along beside it? Was it speaking to you? Was it, a, was it a cub? Was it a baby wolf? Was it an adult wolf? All of those things will play into what the message is. For example, if a wolf shows up in your journey and you feel fearful, then mm-hmm. what I'm going to understand about that is that there is something in you that is afraid of stepping into the role of teacher, Maybe mm-hmm. your life is calling you to step in to that, you know, to move and to teach others. But when wolf shows up and you're afraid of it, it really is simply interpreted as, you know, what are you afraid of teaching? What does that? Why does that bring fear up for you? And then we can move into that and, and start to really understand on the deeper levels what that is. Mm. Um, so every animal carries its own medicine, but in the journey... It's how you interact with it, and how you felt during that interaction that gives you the clear messages. Mm,
2: that's so powerful, mm. so so powerful. Now, what? Now, beyond that, what are some of the other things? I know um, you also. We, I know. I know we're gonna. Hopefully, we won't get cut into commercial when we talk about this. <laughs> but um, talk about a little, some of the other wonderful rituals that you. Um, facilitate like the fire dance
3: mm. well yeah the fire dance is um, pretty amazing um, you know in every culture around the world uh, we have done prayer through dance uh, with drumming and um, singing and dancing and in its um, you know when we first started you know I don't know how many eons ago um, dancing, we recognize that through dance, we can connect to Creator, we can connect to spirit, we can connect to the earth, and we can connect to each other. And um, almost every culture around the world has um, evolved dance that has evolved in you know through these ceremonies. So the fire dance for me um, is a vision that was given to me years ago when I was in another dance, prayer, another medicine dance, a women's dance, Um, And I was literally transported from this world into another world, into another dimension. And our oldest ancestors gave me this ceremony of the fire dance. It is Mm -hmm. something that we as people did um, eons and eons ago. Um, And it, it is a dance of releasing all of those things that don't serve us, those blocks those things that we believe about ourselves just because of the society that we live in, you know, those things that we believe that say we're not good enough or we're not smart enough or we're not powerful beings, you know, whatever it is that's blocking us. So during the stance, those things, those blocks are released. And once those blocks are released, then we are open to claim in what we want for ourselves, what we want to create to live our most passionate lives that we were truly put here to live. So this dance clears all of those blocks and opens us up to step into our lives fully and completely. Wow. And you do that around the world, right? I do. Yes, I do. I've danced in, oh, I don't know how many countries now I've brought this um, ceremony. And uh, yeah, it's really powerful. And, you know, uh, no pun intended, but it's spreading like wildfire. You know, I've been asked to go to so many countries to bring the ceremony. It is connecting to people on such a cellular level, on a DNA level, which tells me we really did do this before. This is something that we all know. Oh, I
2: want to hear more about that. Um, how, what are people experiencing that, that, that they're saying that they're getting it on the cellular and DNA level?
3: Well, I had um, one elder... Uh, man we we use the term elder um, as an honorarium term so he's an elder doesn't mean he's old it means that he is experienced <laughs> and he's very very wise so the first time this elder came to the fire dance um, the first night we were dancing he came to me um, during a break and he said I know this I've seen this this is in my DNA he said I know and I remember when we did this and i was standing by a fire i mean he, it was almost like a past life memory that he had but it made sense to him and he understood it in that moment as soon as the drum beat happened and the dancers started moving he recognized it and so i have other people that that after dancing the dance they say i've done this before i can't put my fingers on it but i know i've done this before and i believe uh-huh. that we do share cellular memories through our DNA with all of our ancestors. So I do believe that it is connecting to people on that cellular level and they recognize it. They recognize it. It's really amazing.
2: Oh this is I this is so fascinating to me. I could listen to this all day. We're (laughs) gonna have to stop a second for a break. Stay with us. We're gonna be right back and we're gonna come back to more about how this wonderful medicine can help you heal. Stay with us.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: Does your life feel stuck? Lots of self-doubt, pain, little self-esteem? Find out now how you can enjoy a truly balanced life filled with positive energy and inner peace, a life where you finally feel comfortable in your own skin. Join Marnie in her six-month program, Heal Your Shit. You'll begin an amazing transformation as you learn the five key components that help you heal with personalized energy healing. If you are ready and daring to stick your toe in or jump in with both feet to grab the life you want, Marnie invites you to join her for a complimentary 30-minute call. Just visit lovinglylotus.com and sign up under the contact page to talk to her about where you are now, what's getting in your way, your dreams, and your life vision. Learn how the five key elements she weaves with energy healing can guide and support you moving away from what keeps you stuck towards living a happier life. Many clients hire Marnie because they want what she has. It is so possible for you. Sign up for this call today at LovinglyLotus.com. That's LovinglyLotus.com
0: Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: You are listening to Heal Your Shit with your host, Marnie. If you have a question or comment about our program, please visit our Facebook page. Just search for Heal Your SHT on Facebook. Now back to the show.
2: Hi, welcome back. This is Marnie and I am here live with Robbie Warren, modern medicine woman. Robbie was just telling us as we went into break about this amazing experience that an elder had at fire dance, and and we want to talk about and share some more of those amazing experiences. So, Robbie, um, beyond fire dance, or maybe there are others in fire dance. What are? Tell me some of the other experiences that you've witnessed that people have had. I know, like for me. That first sweat lodge for me was ugh, incredible. That I did. It was up in the mountains, and it was a whole day of, cre- you know, helping build the sweat lodge and fasting and creating something to bring in um, with intentions. and And it was it was such a, every and everything was so symbolic. Everything we did, every layer, um, there was a there was meaning behind it, which was to me really spoke to me um i i don't know how i survived the heat (laughs) in the sweat lodge because every round it kept getting hotter and hotter and i thought surely my skin is going to just start to burn right off um but it didn't and and it was it was a powerful feeling and i even i remember seeing um an owl And I was told that was my power animal, which I still don't know to this day what a power animal is. (laughs) Is that the same thing? I mean, I did a lot of work with the owl, but I didn't understand the difference between like a power animal or like what you were talking about earlier when we were giving the example
3: of the wolf. Mm, Sure. Well, okay. There's like twelve questions there. <laughs> let me see <laughs> if I can. Um, let me jump in and let me just clarify the que- the quick question about the power animal, um, which yeah. is, is really fairly simple to to help with. Um, we have so many animals that want to work with us, and they sometimes they will show up, you know, um, briefly just to give us a quick message, you know, like an owl in a tree, mm-hmm. um, you know, something that we see kind of flash by us you know, will give us a message. You know, an owl is about clairvoyance, about seeing beyond um, what is right in front of you. You know, in other words, seeing in the metaphorical dark. So that's what owl medicine is. Um, and so <clears throat> a power animal is an animal that is with us, that comes with us and works with us from birth till death. Um, and many people re- will refer to that as your spirit animal. So okay. we have a lot of different words to describe the same thing. Oh, so your okay. spirit that animal or your power animal. Yeah, your spirit animal or power animal is one that works with you always. Mine is otter, so I work with otter medicine on an ongoing basis. It's how I show up in the world. Really, is through otter medicine. Um, but there are other animals that work with me from time to time that bring me different messages. And so those are those are animal guides. They will just you know guide me in in a certain situation while my power animal or my spirit animal is with me always. So At there's time- the. There's a quick answer about the about the animals.
2: <laughs> oh, I love that. No, I think that, that to me is fascinating. Um, so tell us a little bit about the otter. What does otter medicine bring with it?
3: So otter medicine um, brings a femininity. It is about women's medicine. Um, And, you know, the first time I heard that, I was like, women's medicine, what is that, gynecological or something, you know? (laughs) No, it's about the sacred feminine. It really is about, you know, feminine medicine, feminine um, energies in the world. Um, And otter is very playful. So, you know, otter medicine brings with it a playfulness, you know, um, a bit of a, um, uh, yeah, just a playful energy that comes with it. But it is also very fierce, you know otters in in life you know real otters right. will protect their family their loved ones you know those other otters that are close to them will protect them with such a fierceness so mm-hmm. it's all of that wrapped up into one it's the feminine medicine it's it is um playful energy and it is a fierce protection of those that i love and you know it's yeah that's it that's in a nutshell
2: <laughs> yeah that's fantastic that's
3: fantastic yeah and you know, to speak a little bit um, quickly to your experience in the sweat lodge, um, the sweat lodge. Many people, you know, see sweat lodge, or especially here in the United States, experience sweat lodge through the Native American traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, I have experienced sweat lodge through many different traditions around the world. And what is most amazing to me is that in Africa, um, I can go into a sweat hut, and that tradition has been passed down through the eons there. And then here in the United States, the tradition of a sweat lodge has been passed down through all of the ancestors here, and they are so similar. So what it tells me is that there is truth in these old ancient ways, that there is a common truth in it, and it may vary slightly from culture to culture, but the essence of it is the truth of it. And um, so that speaks to me, you know, in such a deep way, well, my personal path is that of Native American spirituality. I experience shamanism and I experience, you know, this path in so many different ways around the world. So I've been lucky to be in sweat lodges um, in many different cultures. So you know, a sweat lodge is, it is a purification ceremony and mm. just as it says, you will sweat a lot in a sweat lodge. <laughs> um, yes. And, you know, for people who have never been in a sweat lodge, you know, the heat can feel intense. It is about like being in a sauna. Um, And and I really equate it to that because it really doesn't get much hotter than a sauna does. And, um, you know, there's some scary things out there. Some, you know, it's a small space. Um, You know, it is a small rounded space that looks a lot like a turtle shell that might be about three and a half feet tall and maybe 10 feet wide. So you, you get down on your hands and knees and you crawl into this structure it's usually covered in in this day and age covered with blankets Mm -hmm. Um, in South Africa it's covered with thatch but it you know it's covered so that it remains dark inside and so that the heat stays in Um, you know sauna is something that we have turned into a spa situation but the original saunas in Scandinavia were, were a purification ceremony it was a sacred ceremony and it still is there Mm. So, um, so it is universal. You know, it is it is global. Um, but in its purest sense, a sweat lodge is um, stepping back into the womb of Mother Earth. We step back in. We we offer our prayers. Um, we release things that don't serve us. We we open ourselves up to be in service to the people, to be in service to the planet. Um, and when we emerge from the sweat lodge, basically, we are reborn into the world with a new opportunity to be different. And many people feel a real physical shift mm-hmm. having been in a sweat lodge and having gone through that ceremony. And a sweat lodge can last as you know as short as thirty minutes or as long as most of the day. And you know the ceremonies that lead up to and into the lodge, some traditions ask that you fast for the day. Mm-hmm. Some traditions um, you know ask that you offer prayers with the fire outside of the lodge before you go into the lodge. Um, it, you know so there are a lot of different traditions that really focus back on the one, the one thing that every sweat lodge does. Um, you sweat, you purify your body through your sweat, and you purify your soul through prayer. And it is such a beautiful, beautiful ceremony. It can be very, very sweet, even though the heat can be intense.
2: It was for me, it was definitely, it was a time in my life when I had been through a lot of change. Yes. Um, you yeah. know, coming up to that. I I left a relationship, I moved into a house. Um, there was a lot going on in my life. And I was just at the beginning of really looking at claiming my own healing. Yes. Um, gifts yeah and so i was invited with it was just like something oh yeah something to do with friends la, 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 la. <laughs> and i'm mean, seriously that that yeah. was oh we're gonna do this and then we're gonna dance around a fire in the evening and have this big meal da, 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 and it was a whole weekend thing but i definitely was different afterwards yes it changed my life for no question
3: and um, and it did for me too. The first sweat lodge I was ever in. In fact, it was the first thing I ever did that set me on this path that I'm mm-hmm. on now. Was a sweat lodge, and um, it was right after 9/11, and wow. I was I was surprised by how affected I was by 9/11, and I didn't know anybody there. I didn't know anybody involved. So it wasn't a personal thing or a worry or a fear. Um, it was energetic, and I had never experienced that before. I was an interior designer, you know. So this was so what I do now was so foreign to me at the time. But um, when when um, September 11th, 2001 happened, I was so unprepared for the shift in the world that happened. Um, just energetically, and I and I didn't even know how tapped into the energetic field I was. So it came as a surprise. Um, and six weeks after 9-11, I had already been booked to go up to New York City um, for a seminar, an interior design seminar. And so I went a few days earlier than the seminar, and I went down to 9-11. I went down to Ground Zero, as they call it. Wow. Um, and I walked around there, and um, it was the strangest thing. I was able to get beyond the barricades. And, you know, this this could be a really long story, but I'll tell it very briefly. Um, I was able to get beyond the barricades, and I didn't understand why. I didn't understand why the National Guard didn't see me walk past them. I didn't understand why the people in the hazmat suits that were clearing out debris didn't see me standing there. But they didn't. And when I got there, as close as I could get you know, to the center of it, um, all I could do was pray. And I had mm-hmm. never prayed out loud in my life, other than the, you know, now I lay me down to sleep prayer, you know, <laughs> as a child. Right. <laughs> and so there I was standing in the middle of this debris field, praying out loud. And when I started praying, everything went silent. I couldn't hear the machinery anymore. I couldn't hear, you know, the sounds of the people and the trucks and the shovels. And um, and I just prayed, and I prayed for everybody involved. I prayed for those I prayed for the perpetrators. I prayed for the victims. I prayed for everybody affected. And when I finished my prayer, all the sound came back. And then suddenly I was seen. And I was chased (laughs) because I wasn't supposed (laughs) to be there. And it changed me so much. And just a few weeks after that, um, I had gone into what felt like a depression, but I didn't understand why. And so someone suggested to me, that I needed a purification ceremony and I needed a sweat lodge. And I had no idea what it was, but it sounded pretty damn good to me. (laughs) So (laughs) I went from North Carolina to Tennessee and I went to my first sweat lodge and it was a profound experience for me. Not only did I feel during that prayer ceremony, not only did I feel relieved of that burden that I was carrying from, from being there at Ground Zero, <clears throat> but I felt opened up in a new way that I couldn't explain. And when it was time to leave the lodge, when the when the prayers were over and it was complete, I didn't want to get out. I felt at home. I felt like I knew this place and I felt safe there. And it really was that experience um, that set me on this path. And it became a quest for me to understand this and to, you know, how could that shift me in such a profound way? And so, yeah, I've spent the last sixteen years figuring that out
2: and and it's and that's absolutely amazing to me. Um, what a huge, powerful story. So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the other parts of Modern modern medicine and, and shamanism and and what does that look like?
3: Sure. Well, there are so many um, I what I would call working parts um, to what I do. For I can you know I can really only speak to my personal experience. So for me, stepping into saying yes is mm-hmm. what it equates. I was told years ago by one of my teachers, you know, she said, "Robbie, just show up and say yes." just show up and say yes and i have been doing that now since that first sweat lodge so i have found myself in so many different um, ceremonies and experiences and learning you know just paying attention to other medicine people people who have been doing this for years and years Um, and i refer to them all as my teachers because i certainly have learned from each and every one of them and so for me saying yes um, is a huge responsibility that goes along with this. And what has come along for me with my yes is being in service to the people. That is what a shaman does. We are in service to the people, much like a, a minister, a priest, um, you know, any other holy person. And by being in service to the people, it means that I am available um, To those that seek me out, I'm always available and the answer is always yes. Um, Someone who steps into this, you know, the ancient teaching is as a medicine person, when you say yes to Creator, you say yes to the world, which means you can't say no. So whatever is asked of me on a spiritual level, the answer is always yes. And so sometimes I will ask people to really think very hard about what it is they're asking me before they ask it, because I will say yes. So, uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, so just, you know, sitting with people in private, holding ceremonies, creating community connection, um, you know, it is so much bigger. We used to live in villages, uh, you know, in tribes, all connected together, and everyone knew who the medicine person was, who to go to for help, who to ask for guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have that anymore. Not in the not in that purest sense of it. So I do my best to hold that space in this really big world. And my community is global now. Um, it's not just the, you know, the hundred people that live closest to me. It is thousands of people on a global scale. And, phew, it's pretty big. <laughs> it feels pretty overwhelming sometimes. I can
2: imagine. I know. I mean, exactly speaking to your point, I missed. That that village that that peace that I've always felt was there, so it must be from past life, for me. Um, especially when um, my son started going through uh, some some issues that developed into PTSD, and I was at you know as a healer, I was at a loss of sure. how do, you know how do I help him? And one of the be- most beautiful things that helped him was we had someone come. To the house, and um, we did a couple of journeys mm. uh, during that day, and created uh, drums. Yes, and that not only that experience, but the drum itself. I mean, he when he is feeling triggered or uncomfortable, he will go to his drum, yeah. and his drum immediately spoke to him. Told him its name and is a very soothing, soothing thing. And we, we definitely, our neighbors all know about the drums because we take them out for moon rituals and and sure. dance with the with the moon. But that it's really really powerful, and that village piece really is something needed in this world.
3: It, it is, and and yes, drumming is, um, you know, another very common and basic. Um, practice and shamanism and the drum itself Bef- is the before you go there I hate to say that we have
2: to go to break we're going to sure, pick this okay. up and talk about drums when we of come course. back yeah. stay with us
0: find out what's happening on the Voice America talk radio network by keeping up with us on Twitter you can find us at Voice America TRN
1: does your life feel stuck? lots of self-doubt pain little self-esteem find out now how you can enjoy a truly balanced life filled with positive energy and inner peace a life where you finally feel comfortable in your own skin join marnie in her six-month program heal your shit you'll begin an amazing transformation as you learn the five key components that help you heal with personalized energy healing If you are ready and daring to stick your toe in or jump in with both feet to grab the life you want, Marnie invites you to join her for a complimentary 30-minute call. Just visit lovinglylotus.com and sign up under the contact page to talk to her about where you are now, what's getting in your way, your dreams, and your life vision. Learn how the five key elements she weaves with energy healing can guide and support you moving away from what keeps you stuck towards living a happier life. Many clients hire Marnie because they want what she has. It is so possible for you. Sign up for this call today at LovinglyLotus.com. That's LovinglyLotus.com.
0: If you have been experiencing addiction issues, be it drugs, alcohol, or something else, you know what it means to feel alone in the world. The Power to Create Yourself with host Ross Ramin is here to prove that you don't have to feel this way. There are others who have been there, or are still there, and together we can sort out the truths and the lies in order to reveal the true essence of your character. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, New and Eastern Time, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Follow us on Twitter at Voice T R N. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America
1: T R N. You are listening to Heal Your Shit with your host, Marnie. If you have a question or comment about our program, please visit our Facebook page. Just search for Heal Your SHT on Facebook. Now back to the show.
2: Hi, welcome back. It's Marnie and my guest, Robbie Warren. the otter me- modern otter otter medicine is that, was that how you would say it? <laughs> Something like that, sure. <laughs> that, that's a that's a tongue twister. We were t- I hated to cut you off. We were talking about drums, and when we went to break, so do you want to pick up where we were stopping
3: about drums? Yeah, drums are just incredibly deep, and they can connect to us in such a personal way. Um, whether we have our own personal drum or whether we are listening to someone else play drum it all it connects in on a cellular level you know our vibration and how we are in the world so especially like you were sharing with your son having his own personal drum that he made Mm -hmm. that's his personal connection into the rhythms of the earth it is incredibly powerful and grounding and, and healing and yeah, I, I should. I just say everybody should have a drum. Everybody I, should have a drum. And I, play I it totally often. agree. <laughs> yeah, I
2: totally agree. I I have mine. I play it all the time. We we did that. It was. It's a beautiful, beautiful traditions and rituals mm-hmm. in that. And we added. Um, we actually wrote intentions yes. on um, the drum before we completely covered them and so those are in there forever and i i know for me i feel them um and 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 just picking out like when you pick out um what animal you're going to use that goes back to the animal the animal medicine
3: it does and you know i can say as a drum maker i've been making drums since think I made my first one in 2016 so about I mean 2006 so about 11 years Mm. um, I've been making drums and my husband and I do drum making workshops because (sighs) I do believe that everyone who can have their own personal drum will will feel the healing that comes from that so, um, in fact, we have a drum making in two weeks here locally, and um, I've even helped people make drums in Africa, you know, <sighs> like where drums come from, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, but they have different drums there. So making a hand drum, you know, a hand drum that you hold in your hand and play rather than a djembe um, was very different. And there's a huge demand for that. You know, there is something so powerful about holding the drum in your hand when you play it. It's beautiful. Yeah, so... Well as
2: the as the user of the drum, mm-hmm. you feel you feel the vibration as you're yeah. as you're using the drum and then somebody who's hearing it Or feeling it because I know I've used it my my drum I've used with clients um, as part of that cellular healing that we've been doing and they feel it in a different way coming into them than what I'm putting it it, it's really it's uh, really unusual I highly highly anybody that has the chance and and when your your workshop is what in two weeks it's in two weeks yeah anybody local here in the charlotte north carolina area definitely would want to check that out it's an amazing experience
3: yeah yeah
2: Hmm. and and you have and i didn't even know you had you were mentioning um you have a book that all of all your whole walk through this journey has prompted a book can you tell us more about that
3: yeah, well, the first thing I would have to tell you is that I never in a million years thought that I would write a book. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when it started happening, I, you know, I'll be honest, I was a little freaked out by it. Um, the name of the book is Dancing Through Fire, and <clears throat> it is incredibly personal. And even just the way that the book came um, was a bit surprising to me you know I'm, I'm a big storyteller and I, and I tell a lot of stories and, and in fact I teach through my stories mm-hmm. um, and you know people would say to me oh you should write a book you should write a book and I thought nah no nah, I'm just gonna tell you in person <laughs> I could do that much easier and I started feeling this push from spirit that yes you are to write a book you are to write a book and I kept thinking how am I gonna write a book and I sat down to write I mean physically to write and when I read what I wrote, it didn't sound like me. It, it it actually sounded, you know, like a fifth grader wrote it instead of, you know, a 50-year-old. So that was a little bit shocking. And I had a dear friend of mine who was visiting me from South Africa. And, you know, I was telling her, because she is a writer, and I was telling her my, my struggles with this. Her name is Susie. And Susie said, let me just record one of your stories. And so she said, tell me about... Nine Eleven, you know, and I just started talking to her, and I told her my story, and she recorded it, and then she said, give me 15 minutes, and she sat down with the computer, and she typed up what she heard, and she handed me the computer back, and she said, read this, and I read it, and I said, is that what I said? She said, yeah, she said, I don't even think you're aware, it's almost like you channel these memories, so she and I decided to write this book together. So I uh, sent her over 14 hours of recorded stories about my own journey, my journey of, of you know, moving from an interior designer into saying yes to being a medicine woman and a shaman. And um, the book practically wrote itself. I, I just recorded and sent to her and she transcribed. She helped me so much with continuity, with bringing it together as an editor and, it was really beautiful, um, but basically the book is my transcribed stories. And, um, yeah, it, from the time I've recorded the first story to the time it was published was less than six months. So uh, I know that it was, you know, spirit-driven and spirit-led and even spirit-pushed <laughs> through it. And, and and
2: where's the best place for somebody to get that book if they want it?
3: Well, you can get it on Amazon. Um, okay. And it is available, you know, in um, in um, physical form and through Kindle and um, what is the other one? The Nook. You can get it through Nook. <laughs> Great. Um, Forget about yeah. that one. And um, and if if you order it through my website, um, that means it comes from my hands directly and not shipped from Amazon. And um, I'll, I sign them, the ones that are ordered through my website. So there's there's several places you can find it. Yeah.
2: That's great, oh, that's great. It has been, I'm such such a such a pleasure having you and fulfilling one of my <laughs> desires of having a longer conversation with you about yeah. all of this. So I'm like, yay! Yeah, and I really great. hope, yeah, I really hope people out there, whoever is li- everybody listening, that th- this is just another way for you to really help move yourself to another place in your journey of life to unstick yourself to heal your shit what you know whatever however you want to phrase it there are so many possibilities out there just in this world of shamanism that can help you when i i mean i know for for me animal since that that first sweat lodge, animals, I've always loved animals, but animals for me have taken on a whole new meaning in everything I see, everything I do. Um, my story, the, the one story that I, I go to a lot is with the crow
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, and the, the change coming. And there was a point in my life, um, Mark and I had been married for a little while, a few years, and I was taking the dog for a walk And we live in a neighborhood, you know, where the houses are all next to each other. And on my neighbor's yard, I I can't even, you couldn't even see the lawn. There were so many crows. I'd never seen that many crows. And I thought, wow, some change is coming. Well, the next day, we got a call. My husband's grandfather had passed away. And that was one. And we flew to Florida. And we came back. And the day after that, my husband unexpectedly got laid off from his job. And that was two. And within a week of that, I discovered I was pregnant. Wow. And Lovely. that was that was to me, everything comes in threes. That was the third sure. big change. And you know, and Mark, um, having that job change was actually a blessing because he mm. was, so present during my pregnancy Mm. that he wouldn't have been able to do had he been with this employer so you know it all while it feels oh why is all this happening you know and it didn't feel comfortable everything worked out beautifully and amazingly and that's just one one experience with crows so we pay a lot of attention to animals in our house
3: Well, you know, a a couple of things come up for me just hearing your story. It's so beautiful. And I always joke and say, you know, sometimes a crow is just a crow. You know, if you just see a crow fly over, it doesn't mean this big, huge message. But like what you experienced was amazing Mm -hmm. because it was not something that you see normally. Clearly, Mm -hmm. crow was getting your attention. Yeah. And um, listening to what you shared, crow medicine is also about balance and Mm -hmm. sacred law. And, you know, keeping everything in balance. So it sounds to me like, you know, the the change that came was, was bringing things in alignment and balance for you all to have that experience of your pregnancy in a good way. So yeah. there's also that piece of it. And, you know, so many people are becoming more and more aware of this earth medicine, as I call it, you know, yeah. connecting to the earth, to the animals, to all of creation. And that really is what this medicine or shamanism is about. It's about understanding that there is no part of creation that is greater than or less than any other part of creation, including the two-legged. We, we, us who think we're better sometimes, you know, (laughs) than the little ant. But the truth is, you know, the ant carries powerful medicine, you know, and teachings. And so when we can become in alignment with the earth, you know, with all of creation and all that's offered to us, then I really find that life becomes so much easier rather than pushing against it. And so I see shamanism coming in almost as a new trend. People are becoming more and more aware, and there's a lot of questions about it. You know, and and the truth is that it's such an ancient, old teaching. And the fact that more people are becoming aware makes me so happy because... This spiritual practice is not something that is reserved for just a few. It I believe and my teacher, you know, believes also that the more of us that understand this work, the more of us that connect into creation and and being in right relationship with all of creation, the sooner we're not only going to heal ourselves but we're going to heal the planet and humanity. Oh, so, absolutely. Thank I you so much, Robbie.
2: <laughs> thank yeah. you so much for joining us today. We are just about out of time, and Robbie, thank you again so much. And everybody out there, thank you so much for listening today. Um, do you want to connect more with me with Robbie? Definitely go to my Voice America Heal Your Shit page. You can find ways to connect with both me and Robbie. I also want to invite you to become a member of my tribe by subscribing to my newsletter. And to do that, you can go to www.lovinglylotus.com, make your way to my radio page there, and where it says, join my newsletter tribe, just click that link. And when you subscribe, I want to give you access to a free meditation, revealing authentic you, letting the masks go. And in addition to this powerful meditation, which helps you begin releasing the layers and keeping you from living as true you, you're going to receive healful and helpful articles and stories, including tips you can begin using today in your life today to heal your shit. Mm -hmm. My newsletters often include inspiring stories like the ones I share here, my experiences, And provide a forum for you to ask questions. And provide comments. And I answer all questions. I feel it's so important. I'd love to have you as a member of my tribe. So just go to my website. www.lovinglylotus.com And click on the radio page. With the link under join my newsletter tribe. And that's all there is to it. And I will talk to you next week. For another super powerful show. Now I want you to go out there and heal your shit. Have a great day
1: and happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for tuning in to Heal Your Shit with Marnie. Please join us again next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern and 6 a.m. Pacific for more Marnie motivation to shift your mind, body, and spirit on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel.